Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of On Podcast Media Network, and we are so proud to be so. And we are going to dive right in to today's chat, which is just me. It's another solo chat with me. And we are talking about card games. And I kind of want to dive in here with you and have you sort of brainstorm along the way. And if you want to tweet me some of your ideas, some of your thoughts, please do so at Mr. Matera. Would love to hear your ideas on this and and what connections you came up with. So uh, I always obviously loved playing games. And as a kid, uh, my family didn't play that many board games. Like sitting down to do a board game wasn't a thing they loved. However, they would play a good game of cards. And <laughs> I uh, was always ready to saddle up and do that. And we would sometimes go down to Florida to visit my dad's sister. And she would play uh, cards with us. And that was always uh, just a distinct memory of sitting around that table. And I almost couldn't wait till the evening when we would do that, right? Here I was in Florida, we're in the pools, playing shuffleboard, all this stuff. But like, I almost couldn't wait till it was like the evening, like let's eat dinner so that we can play some card games. Uh, but I loved it. It brought us all around. There was plenty of laughs. There was kind of this, this light ribbing you could do of each other over the course of the game. And the game that I distinctly remember uh, was we played a game called Hand and Foot together. And I want to discuss some of the mechanics here and see if they make us think of anything we could apply to our classrooms we could use in terms of items or power-ups or the way we could lay out a game in our class. Uh, just really wanting to see if we can get any ideas from these. So Hand and Foot is very similar to Canasta, if you ever played that. Uh, it's kind of fun. You have this hand of cards and you have a foot of cards. You can't look at your foot until you get through the hand. You are working with a partner, so I can't see what my partner has, what's in their hand, are they in their foot yet? All of these things. I can see if they're in their foot. I know that. Uh, when a group ends, this is one of these games you play multiple, multiple rounds, right? This is like an hour game, hour and a half game. Uh, but you end up playing just a boatload of rounds till you reach some endpoint amount of points. And when one team goes out, like hand and foot, the the points, anything left in other people's hands and foots are negative points. And one, I like that mechanic. I like this idea of, do we do it? Do we end? Like we have some points here. Now I like this. There's lots of mechanics here to break down. Really, this is what I'm talking about, about gamification and playful learning. There's so much to break down when you think about it. Here I am looking at a little game and I kind of wanted to tell you about one mechanic, but ooh, before I tell you about the one, I got to tell you about the other. So here, one of the things I absolutely love is this idea of we're playing little mini battles in a longer war sort of format. Like, right, the end game ends at some amount of like thousands of points. And each round you might collect, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand, but you're playing to something like, I don't remember off the top of my head, like 20,000 points or something. So it's like, ooh, do we just like wrap this up because we know we have more points than everybody 
So we kind of like add more to our total, or do we really think we can play this out a little more, get even more points, but then there's a chance, there's a risk, somebody else goes out and, you know, scores more points. So it's like that, that game, that's a mechanic that we could add to all sorts of things. Like, do we sort of end the battle, quote unquote battle, uh, but then we're still competing inside the war. I think that's a cool mechanic. I love this idea of hand and foot. And that I can see my partner hasn't gotten in that foot yet. That's a big risk. If we go out before they've gone in their foot, there might be some huge negatives in that foot. But do we just risk it? I love that mechanic. I like the team mechanic. Uh, another thing this game has, uh, same as Canasta, if you have sort of, you're making these things called books. And a book is so many odd cards. I don't remember. I want to say seven. We'll just say seven. Seven cards. Uh, of the same type. So if I lay down seven fives over the course of this, you can start a book by laying down three of them. So if I lay down three fives, me and my teammate know we're going for fives and we can kind of toss fives on there. If we get up to seven fives cleanly, it's worth, I want to say 500 points was a clean book. And then if we had to throw a couple wilds on there, now it's only worth 300. And this is another interesting mechanic. Like do you dirty up those books with some wilds? Because like, you can get there a lot quicker. And maybe we end the game with a boatload of dirty books, but we have a boatload of dirty books. We close them. Because at the end, any non-closed book, you don't get points for. So it's like, who cares that we have all these started books, but they're not finished. So love that mechanic. Love the clean, dirty mechanic. Love, 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 love having these targeted goals out there that you and your partner can kind of see. That's cool. So there's so much here. Love it. Uh, but I, I don't want to spend the whole time on hand and foot, but that was just kind of my opening sort of story about, um, about going down to Florida and seeing my dad's sister and just playing this game and just remembering it and loving it. And I definitely try to play it with my family when I can. All right. Another one I thought we could take a look at is trick taking card games right we have this this genre of trick taking super popular uh when i was in college uh was a game called euchre it's still popular <laughs> let me correct myself uh super popular game but this idea of trick taking and there's a lot of different mechanics you can play on that right one of my absolute favorite games so euchre is one it's a partner game you're trying to take so many of these you kind of bid for points of how many you're going to take that's another thing risking so many points per round i could see us building that mechanic into a lot of activities kind of how much risk are you willing to take over the other uh love that Another trick-taking game that I like, actually probably my favorite standard traditional card game, is Hearts. I love this idea and this trick idea. You're taking these tricks, and you really, it, taking it doesn't matter. It's just in some of the tricks, there's going to be points. And this is golf scoring. You want to get the lowest score possible, so taking points not good. And so it's about controlling these points, and are you able to place them on the people you want to place them on? Because are you ready for this? Next awesome mechanic that I love in this game. The game's over when somebody breaks 100. And at that point, whoever's the lowest wins. Well, this is an interesting thing. You see this clicking up. So you start at first, at the beginning of the game, you just don't want points. And you're tossing on anybody. If I can get rid of a point, I'm going to get rid of a point. And I don't care who, who it lands on. But after a little bit of data comes in, after you play a few hands and you start to see like, ooh, my brother is already at like 80 points or something, right? Uh, giving points to him is going to end the game, but I don't actually want the game to end yet because I'm actually in third place. 
and my two sisters have really low points. So now, if my brother and I are thinking this through, we really want to toss as many points as we can to my sisters because that's going to make their totals rise. And hopefully Tony and I won't put them on ourselves and Tony won't go over. I won't go over and sweet. We can kind of bring my sisters up to our point total. And then maybe one of us takes the lead and then can toss off some more points and get anybody over the top so that we win. Uh, but that's an interesting mechanic. See this line, this finish line, and you want to be the lowest. And now it's about controlling your hand. You know, remember at the beginning, kind of sloppy, just tossing it anywhere. And now it's about like thinking it through. Can I, ooh, can I toss this off on Jennifer? Then <laughs> that's going to be good. Uh, if I toss it on Tony, it's out of my hand and I don't have to worry about it. But it's actually ticking the game timer up and I don't want to do it. Love that one. This game also has two more mechanics I want to discuss and, and hear from you guys. So again, I meant it. Tweet me, at Mr. Matera. I want to hear your game ideas. Uh, you can just title the, the tweet, Deal Me In, and then ask your question or deal me in and then put the the idea you have i'd love to hear what these ideas conjured up for your classroom games or activities all right so we have this finish line point total one for hearts another thing i love about it in the game of hearts is this idea of all the heart cards are worth one point again you do not want points but then there's a mega card the queen of spades that's 13 Teen car, uh, points so that's huge right this idea that like now you, you're like a nuclear bomb that you're holding and again if you mismanage it it blows up in your face so there's this this like your heart starts pounding right like my hands start sweating a little bit and i'm nervous because i have this thing which means if i can manage to control it right and land it in my analogy on one of my sisters boom that's going to really help those scores out but if I mismanage it and it blows up on my face, or if I give it to my brother, that could end the game. And I'm currently not winning. One of my sisters is going to win. So that's a cool one. Like, do we have that piece we could build in? And the third piece that I love about the game uh, that they have is they have this go-it-alone kind of strategy. They call it shoot the moon. And this is like almost the opposite way to play the game. I typically don't want any points and arguably try to give points to the people I really want to give points to. But the shoot the moon is I could look at my hand at the beginning and say, this is a really terrible hand. And then a light bulb goes off. And if I can take all the points, I actually get zero points and everybody else gets 26 points. Uh, there are some other like house rules you can play that nobody gets points but you go down 26 points so you can kind of erase some of your problems there's there's different ways you can play it but this idea of oh man i'm gonna shoot the moon i'm gonna like throw this hail mary this personal hail mary to hopefully not have this <laughs> this problem and like a lot of things a lot of times it's just this tempting shiny object you go for it and it, it often doesn't work out but it's such a fun chance because you know you're taking this risk right i love it i love it so all right that's in the trick taking realm we've talked about euchre we've talked about hearts there's lots of this idea of trip taking trick taking uh there was a new game that i played that came out this past year called the crew and it is a cool little card game that you can pick up at cabbages and kings uh not sponsored but uh i love cabbages and kings i know they sell the game so you could just check out that cabbages and kings dot games uh that's stephanie crawford and dan crawford's 
sort of family game uh, website and definitely check them out. All right, but back to the crew. Interesting game. The game is a card game, very traditional type card game in one sense. You're just tr taking tricks, and, but it's got a specialized deck. There's some extra pieces. It is not hard to learn. So if you're like, I'm not a gamer, this sounds tough. It's not. It's super easy, uh, but it's, it's a fun challenge. They roll you through these 50 different levels. Each level, there's like a little bit of a twist. So while at the end, there might be a bunch of different rules that you know about in this game, it's really not that hard. And a lot of the rules are pseudo-repetitive. There's just a little twist to them. Uh, but over the course of the 50 games, you're literally playing 50 different trick-taking games. And this game is a cooperative trick-taking game. Whoa, you didn't see that coming. That blew your mind. Just admit it. Just admit it. You can tweet that to me as well. Uh, cooperative trick-taking game. So the, the theme here is we're astronauts. We're the crew of this astronaut ship, and we're like trying to do these various missions. And to sort of symbolize the technical aspect of it, we have to do certain things in certain order. And really, if you just picture a trick-taking game in which we have some requirements that like, ooh, my sister Jennifer has to take the eight, the red eight, and this it's not a standard deck, so it's like different colors, right? Like, she's got to take the red eight first. That's the first, like, uh, there's like these, these objective cards. So you can take other tricks that don't have any objectives in them fine but the first objective we must do has to be the red eight. Oh, and then like the second objective has to be like the you know there's, there's these little requirements they put on there and they're, they're they're kept track with these little things we can't talk about our hands like we have limited communication uh we have a way to sort of lightly communicate to each other uh i don't need to get into all the specifics but i love this idea of now you're flipping the trick taking game on its head a little bit now it's it's kind of mashing up euchre and hearts because and with a cooperative because now it is about controlling like it's not just that I want to get rid of these things oh I have to give somehow I have to make sure Jennifer gets the red eight but I'm sitting here with the red nine if I play the red nine I'm gonna take the red eight oh shoot I don't know who has the red eight out there I can't ask about it oh man it is such a fun game and again in in the end you end up with fifty little different trump taking games. Uh, trick-taking game, excuse me, all in one little package. I mean, maybe it's 20 bucks, maybe. Uh, definitely check out the crew. I think there are so many things we could do in there. I like this idea of trick-taking. You have to follow suit, so there's those kind of requirements. You can only play Trump if you're out of a suit. So again, thinking about like shorting suits and this kind of thing. The little thematics that go with this, it's arguably just a card game. It has nothing to do with outer space. But I think for those of you that want to kind of learn a little bit about theme, it is kind of neat that the, what ostensibly is a trick-taking card game, they give you these little vignettes like, oh, you know, congratulations, you finished your training program and you're about to blast off, but this problem happens. And then it lightly connects to the mechanics of the game. Very lightly, very lightly. But it's fun. You can kind of escape into that, and it's you're working as a team, and th all those aspects are in place. So definitely check out the crew, and I want to hear some of those, if any of these mechanics tickled your fancy. The last sort of bit that I want to talk about is sort of the traditional poker. So uh, my favorite version of poker is the Texas Hold'em. And... 
there's a few things I want to talk about mechanic-wise here. So here in in that game, there is a bit of shared information, right? And we see it. It's called the flop. There it is. We see a set of cards. And then we, we have our limited set of cards. That's hidden information from everybody else. And we can kind of like think through, hmm, is this worth me sticking in? And... I like that decision point right away. Right away in the game, you're you're expected to make a meaningful choice. If you have an ante, there's already some skin in the game, so it's kind of stinks if I walk away, I'm automatically like forfeiting this ante. But if I also am realistic here, the odds of me winning this hand small. So interesting choice right out of the gate. And that's something I think we should challenge ourselves to do in our classrooms with some of our other designs of lessons. Allow a student to make an interesting, meaningful choice right out of the gate that's pretty cool the other thing that i want us to think about in this game is this idea of risk to review risk to review and what i mean by risk to review is you are literally paying a little more to the pot to see that next card but even there that's not it there's going to be another next card right so you have these moments of like are you still in and it also gives everybody else the third thing I want to talk about, this interesting moment of bluffing. Somebody could really up the chips there and really up the cost to see that last card. And so maybe you bow out and maybe you could have won with a really bad hand because everybody else was bluffing. Or maybe you do win and you had a really bad hand. I think that's a fascinating play that I, I have yet to sort of introduce to any of the games I've done on EMC2. But these are just neat little things that I want to sort of mine these for ideas because uh, I think they're so fun and we could do so much with them. <laughs> and arguably the card game mechanics are easy mechanics. I mean, traditionally the idea of card games is it was meant to be this parlor type game, this, this thing that isn't taking a ton of your brain power to, to know the game mechanics. And it allows you to get right into the sort of play of it. Uh, now card games have gotten trickier over the years, especially with some of the collectible card games that are out there. But uh, there are plenty of just traditional card games you can play that are really awesome. And I, I definitely want you to check those out and play those yourselves. But I, I'm really trying to challenge us. And again, if you want to tweet me at Mr. Matera about any of these mechanics and how you think they could be used in your game or in a class setting, I'd love to see sort of some of those euchre elements, those heart elements, the canasta or hand and foot or the Texas Hold'em mechanics. There's a lot there that I just think we can do a ton with. So that is it for this episode. Uh, I am, as always, honored to have you part of the well-played community and coming back every week would love it if you interact with the podcast tweet tweet me at mr matera also uh check out emc2learning.com i gotta tell you it is a fast-growing community of like-minded educators like yourself if you're listening to this podcast you love to do school differently you love to produce and make experiences for students that are just memorable and meaningful as well as manageable so get on over there check it out uh have a great day and play on